Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now, we wait. It's your Yahoo Sports Canada daily podcast for Tuesday, October 1st. But first, sports. Happy Tuesday morning to you. Welcome to October. It is officially spooky season. And really, we're enjoying one of the last slow days left in 2019's sports calendar. The NBA started training camp, as we discussed. So we have the gift of fresh video content of players generally just shooting around. Speaking of that, even the Raptors GM, Bobby Webster, showed off his game yesterday, knocking down buckets. Bobby Buckets. But still... A real lack of actual game footage to dissect and and real stuff to talk about there. Even baseball, old reliable, everyday baseball. It's an in-between stage as the wildcard playoff matchups are set, as we discussed, but don't officially begin until this evening. There is the matter in the NHL of the last great big waiver claim binge ahead of the season. The season, of course, starts tomorrow night. A lot of names you may remember if you're a Canadian hockey fan are on waivers. Luke Shen, Nikolay Goldobin, Sven Berchi, Alex Biega, Sam Gagne, Nick Patan, Daniel Sprong, Christian Jews, Curtis Lazar, Brandon Manning, Thomas Hickey, and Josh Ho-Sang are among the many names that got sent to the wire for the purpose of being cleared to head to the AHL. For the Maple Leafs, that means defenseman Rasmus Sandin makes the opening night roster, along with Timothy Lilligren and forward Dimitro Timoshov. Sandine legitimately is expected to play in the top six on opening night, while Lilligren is sort of more of a part of a really deep salary cap thing, where when you combine him with the long-term injury claims, he helps get the team under the cap that they are currently like, like $13 million over. So that's a little more just the money. But Sandine, it's worth mentioning, will be the first teenage defenseman to play for the Maple Leafs since Morgan Riley. It's not the most exciting news in the world, no doubt about it, but we're still waiting for a captain to be named, and we're waiting for the puck to be dropped tomorrow, so at least it's something, you know? And so, those two Toronto franchises stand on step one of their seasons, while another Toronto franchise is one win away from capturing a championship. I mentioned this on the show last week, but the Toronto Wolfpack are headed to the grand final this coming weekend, where one win sends them to Super League, which is the top level of rugby league in the UK. It is not a small achievement for a franchise in just the third season of existence, but it's one they came up just short of last year. The Wolfpack lost last year in the million-pound match to the London Broncos, leaving them just short and leaving them with a bitter taste in their mouths. That that really, everybody you talk to in the team, it, it lasted the whole season. They think about that all year. And it should be noted... They crushed teams all year long in 2019. Wolfpack went 26-1 and in the league, cruised to the top spot, and now they face Featherston Rovers for a shot to make it to Super League. All that on the line. 
It's going to be an emotional game no matter what, but it is doubly so for one of Toronto's key players, Ashton Sims. He's a 34-year-old from Australia, and he has said that the grand final this weekend will be the final game of his career. He played 17 years, 384 league games. The only thing he has left to do in his entire career is help the Wolfpack achieve their goal of making it to Super League. I got to sit down with Ashton at Wolfpack practice and talk to him about it. And Ashton, after all this time, all those games, have you had a chance to sit back and really reflect on everything you've achieved in your career? Not, not completely. I have a little bit. Uh, people have reminded me of games and highlights throughout my career. And I think of the times I've, you know, some of the, I think of some of the hard times I've had during my career. It hasn't been all easy. It hasn't been, um, you know, this, this big roller, this, this big, you know, beautiful ride. It's been a roller coaster. I have some really high highs, low lows, but I've always come through the other side with a positive attitude. And I think that's what's, that's what's held me instead for 17 years. Um, I'm very grateful and very humbled to do what, I, what, I, what I'm doing today. And um, what you've got to remember and what people got to remember is I'm, I was one of these young kids who just lived, eat and breathed rugby league. And for me to do it, for me to do it um, as a profession and as a, as a paying job, um, it's pretty easy to get me up at you know, six o'clock every morning and get ready to, to train. So, yeah, you mentioned you playing for years, 17 seasons, all those games. Yep. You've been able to play all over the world. Did you ever expect your last season, your last game would be in Canada for a Toronto team? Um, absolutely not. It's, uh, this is one of the wildest, most, you know, best adventures of my whole life, not just in, not just in sport, life in general. Um, the, the people of Toronto, the, the Canadians in general have just embraced us as one of their own and one of their teams. You know, we understand we're not, you know, we're from all different parts of the globe. We've got some guys from Australia, New Zealand, England, um, Ireland, Wales, but you know they, they've embraced us as their own. We're getting nine, you know, nine thousand people at our game, and you know clubs back in England and even Australia would just love would, would love for crowds like that, and and we're getting them we're getting them week in week out, and we, you know we just feel that we just get the energy and the buzz off them, and um, it's it's easy to get up for a game when you're running out in front of yeah, like I said, in front of seven, eight, nine thousand screaming fans. So obviously the next game is the biggest game, uh, promotion on the line. Toronto was such a young team, just the third season. What would it mean for you to end your career helping a, a, such a young franchise get to Super League? It'd mean everything. Honestly, it'd be, it'd be one of the biggest feathers in my cap of, after 17 years of playing professional rugby league to, to take a North American team, first ever transatlantic rugby league team, into the top competition in England. Um, that'd, certainly, that'd certainly sit high on my mantelpiece. And, you know, we've built this squad up, you know, full credit to the, you know, Brian Noble and, and, and our owner, David Argyle and, and Brian McDermott, our coach now. We, you know, that we've put us, ourselves in a really, really good position to do something great, but we're, we're certainly not getting ahead of ourselves. I think, you know, last year, I won't say we got ahead of ourselves against London last year, but, you know, I think, I think people, outside influences sort of thought, oh, we'll just roll through London and, and go straight into the Super League. But, you know, circumstances were, were different on the day and, and we didn't bring our A game. and. You know, we're certainly using that as a as a lot of motivation for this for this grand final. Last year, obviously, as you mentioned, very close, uh, came up short in the million pound match. What do you expect, you know, in the grand final this year, going forward as sort of an atmosphere and with all that on the line? How do you expect? You know, that to go? Well, it, you know, I hate to I hate to sound like a uh, broken record, but we're using a lot of the guys who were here last year are using that as motivation. We're not certainly not taking anything for granted this year. Not that we did last year, but. Um, you know, this year there's just a, there's just a different feel, different vibe, different energy around the group, and um, you know it's it's one of the ones where you can just get you, you just get sucked up with all the emotion, and 
Um, and, you know, but we've still got to go out there. We've still got to play our game. You know, London last year was a perfect example of us um, not playing our best on, on the biggest stage and, um, and we, which when we should have. And full credit to London, they took advantage. And they, they've done really well this year in Super League, even though they got relegated. Um, you know, they punched above their weight in the Super League. So they're definitely, you know, we definitely look at them and see that, you know, we, we'd love to compete like them in the, in the Super League next year. But uh, we're, you know, we're, we're more than looking forward to this game on Sunday, either against Toulouse or Featherstone. Um, against either team is going to be tough. Now, uh, has anything like surprised you about the Toronto experience of playing here in Toronto that you didn't expect, whether it be fans or even just living in the city? The whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing, man. It's, uh, it's I, ju I just, I, I can't believe how, how, how receptive they are of, of, of us as a team, you know, as us as a sport, rugby league in Canada or Toronto. Um, you know, the, the, you, couldn't, you couldn't envision, you know, seven, eight thousand, eight, nine thousand people coming up to games, um, dressing up at these days. We've got, cow, you know, we've got cowboy themed days, we've got beach themed days, we've got 90s themed days. Like, we're, what we're doing here, we're selling an experience. And that's that, you know that's a big thing in, in rugby in rugby league, especially in a new new market like North America. You want to you, you want to sell the experience to the to the fans and, and let them you know tell their friends, bring their other yeah no, bring friends in, bring so we're getting this place absolutely pumping for yeah. Super League uh, when when that time comes. And just to help some fans, that the, the number one easiest way to become like a like a big fan of a sport is to be able to use insider lingo. Yeah, is yeah, there any okay. like cool slang, whether a, a, a piece of positive slang and a piece of negative slang um, you have off, off the top of your head? That's that's yeah. Fun I'll tell you what. You've, yeah, you've you've put it right on me here. Um, <laughs> there's uh, there's a, there's a, there's, a, there's a bit of slang that fans use it that you know when they're up against it. Like, come on, ref, they've been doing it all day, <laughs> which means you know, come on, give us a penalty, especially if they're under the cosh. Uh, they've been doing it all day. Ah, there's just the normal ones like smash him, get into him. Um, what else? Um, get him off the dirty git. <laughs> that's an English. That's a bit of English slang for you, but um, yeah, there's there's plenty more, but probably not for camera. There's there's a couple more expletives <laughs> yeah. in there. <laughs> and just one last thing yep. um, uh, for you know people who don't know what all comes along aside from just being in the top level. What all comes along with being in Super League for both players and the franchise? Well, you're playing in one of the best competitions in the world, arguably the second best competition in the world. Um, I'd say, you know, the NRL's, the, the NRL's there, but the Super League's really nipping at their heels. And um, that, that'd be the, that's the number one, that's the, you know, that's the number one competition in the Northern Hemisphere. And, and that's where we want to be playing. And um, that's, that's the biggest motivation going into, into next Sunday is um, there's so much on the line, there's, but there's so, there's so much, there's, there's endless possibilities for our, for our club. And, um, the potential for us to grow in the future, um, you know, potential sponsors coming on board, stakeholders coming on board, um, the amount of eyes that we're getting in these games, we're, we're breaking into the North American market, in, in, into the uh, biggest Northern Hemisphere, the best Northern Hemisphere competition. It'd be, it'd be something pretty cool and something pretty special. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm expecting another, another packed house here next Sunday and let's rip into it, let's get into it. And just a few more things to send you on your way this Tuesday morning. Bianca Andrescu, the U.S. Open champion, has qualified for the WTA Finals. This event, if you don't know about it, it's sort of like a end-of-the-season tournament that pits the top eight players in the world. They go into two round-robin groups, and it's unofficially more or less considered the fifth major in the women's tennis calendar. The 19-year-old Andrescu is currently playing the China Open, 
She's appearing in the WTA finals for the first time. I mean, obviously, she was like 150 before this. And she is currently the world number five as of this exact moment. She recently said, it feels like she's, quote, forgotten how to lose. So you've got to like Bianca's chances at the WTA finals. The NHL showed just how in touch they are with today's youth by signing a two-year deal with Green Day. They are actually, Green Day was supposed to play the opening of the 2016 World Cup, if you remember that, uh, and Billy Joe Armstrong got sick, and they are now reunited, and Green Day is being tasked with uh, being the official band of the NHL, I guess. <laughs> Among the duties, Green Day will become the NHL's version of, like, Hank Williams Jr. They're supposed to create a memorable, are you ready for some football-like anthem, except, you know, for hockey. They also headline the 2020 All-Star Game, and they will have their music incorporated into arena playlists and highlight packages, and anywhere the NHL will need music, Green Day will be there. And, as I mentioned earlier, the MLB playoffs get underway this evening, the Milwaukee Brewers are headed to Washington to take on the Nationals. 8 p.m. Eastern time tonight. The winner heads forward to face the Los Angeles Dodgers. The loser played one playoff game and goes home early. Brandon Woodruff takes the hill for Milwaukee, while Max Scherzer, of course, pitches for the Nationals. And that is it. That is all for this morning. Get out there. Start your October off right and enjoy your Tuesday.